Hey, it's Heidi Dawson, and this is Wednesday Wisdom, where I interview wildly successful people from across the world, where we get an inside view into what their daily life looks like. Success leaves clues, and on Wednesdays, we're finding them. Join me now for the latest wildly successful interview. Hi, Dr. Goodman. Hi, Martin. Hi, Heidi. Hi, how's it going, Heidi? It's good. It's nice to meet you, Martin. I've heard a lot about you from Dr. Goodman because we get to talk a few times and he's said nothing but good things about you. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited to get the chance to talk to you guys. Uh, today, what I was thinking we would do, and this is a little bit different from the normal interview, but um, I thought we would do uh, talk a little bit about accountability and personal responsibility. It seems like in this world, we don't have a lot of that right now. And I got an email from a guy the other day that I really respect. In fact, I've interviewed him on my podcast before. And normally I agree with most things that he says, but this one, he talked about not being able to control your thoughts and feelings. And, you know, I kind of disagreed with him on that. And I normally don't disagree with him. So I believe you can. And I believe right now it's even more important that you try. And so as soon as I got that email, like two seconds later, I got a post from Dr. Goodman about all the things that you do control and a couple of them were, were thoughts and feelings and, you know, at least your thoughts, I think. And so I loved that. And I thought, wow, that's, that's, it's so nice to feel, you know, like someone is on the same page with you. So how do you feel about that? Like, I know for you, Dr. Goodman, you are strong. You're a big believer in being able to have positive thoughts and getting those, getting those off the ground, you know. What, I, what I'm a believer in is the foundational principle that what you focus on grows. And because of that, if you think you can't control your thoughts, then you're right because you won't exercise the mental effort and, and do the things necessary to gain mastery over it. But if you believe that you can, and then you start to construct and have the discipline necessary to do it, well, then you will be able to, because you put forth the time and the energy, and then that's what starts to show up. Absolutely. But in, in, in a strange way, I guess what I'm saying is they're actually both true. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I do get that. And that's probably where uh, he was taking it. But I, I also think that with that idea is sometimes you think, oh, well, I can't, I, you focus on this and it's, and it's not, um, it's not growing. Like what you focus on is growing, but in order to, for it to grow, I, I need accountability partners. So like Martin, you hold Dr. Goodman, accountable and some people would say well I should be able to do that on my own you know but there's different varying levels of it, of being able to get things done and I think having accountability partner is huge would you agree yeah absolutely I absolutely agree and also I think like you know it's one of those things that you always say I'll start Monday you know and that Monday comes and goes a hundred times in your life so it's the accountability is someone you really need to, you know, to trust, you know, and, you know, in the business sense with uh, Larry and I, we hold each other, hey, we have to get these, 
things out. We need to get this campaign going. You know, I need you for five, you know, I have to, we have to schedule our time to get this thing. So that's that accountability. And then we, you don't just have one, you know, I have like, you know, my girlfriend and I have ours, you know, some days I'm not as motivated to go work out, you know, and then she'll be like, no, we got to do this right after the gym, you know, here we go. And she pushes me or the opposite. She needs me to push her there. So it's in different variations, but you know, and, and you have to have somebody that, you know, that you, you, you respect both their decisions and that's how things go forward, you know, cause it doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of crucial to uh, surround yourself with people that are on the same wavelength, or like you said, your girlfriend is on sometimes when you're not. And that's the yeah. same way with me and my husband, you know, sometimes I don't feel like working out or mm-hmm. sometimes maybe I don't want to eat good. And he's like, Oh, let's eat healthy, you know? And I, it's so wonderful to be able to have someone like that. Um, so what, so go ahead. What were you going to say? I think that in many ways, some of what the world is going through right now is that because of the social distancing and various other elements, people tended to fall into isolation. And once they got into their isolation, it was, I'll say, easier to let the bad habits take over. Yeah. And now, little by slowly, I have to laugh living down here in South Florida that when they decided that there were enough vaccinations happening, they opened things up. Right. And a lot of what opening them up has wound up meaning is the stuff that you didn't do before that you knew that you should, well, now you better because there's other people watching. And so, and so the coach in me says in building accountability groups is build your own and build it now and keep it on point. I mean, if I, if, I just, if I just wrap myself out just a little bit for a moment, when we got ready to do this podcast today, Martin is the guy who makes sure that when I show up to do a podcast, among other things that I've got, that I've got, I'm properly lit. Right. And before he got on, truth be told, I was not. But the fact that I knew that he was going to be here I made me take the extra step. <laughs> yeah. make he, also has, he also has a microphone, but well, we need, we're, getting to, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're doing baby steps. Yeah, let's not go that far. Yeah. You know, I have a microphone as well. And, and my microphone is, um, you know, the thing about it is, is that that's so true, is that when you have an accountability partner, um, and it's not that Martin's a bad guy. It's just that it's oh. not that he's going to yell. It's just that little extra help for the yeah. accountability partner, which is what yeah. is so, so good. So, okay. 100%. I love that. And I loved the idea that, that you said, build your own, right? Yeah. Because sometimes um, we think, and, and I think women do this a little more than men. We sometimes think someone is going to want to, we want somebody to save us, right? We want somebody to come in and and save us and we're that person you know i'm that person right do you agree with that many many years ago i was at a meeting 
And the speaker at the meeting said something that I will always remember because it changed my personal life. He said, whoever it is you think is going to ride in on the white charger and rescue you and take care of all your problems and make them all go away. He said, I have some bad news. And then he waited what seemed like an eternity. And he said, they're not coming. Yeah. And once you realize once and for all that if it is to be, it's up to me. And if not now, when? Well, then guess what? It is up to you. It is up to each of us in our own way to decide it's time. Yeah. And then, yes, what you said, build the accountability group because I don't know, I'm still human. Yeah. If I don't have the accountability group, like I just told on myself before, right. I do, I do better when I have an accountability group too. And what Martin was saying before is true. I'm part of, that I could count on right now, I'm part of three different accountability groups dealing with three different facets of my life. Right. And I think that's part of how it is I've gotten to achieve the things I've gotten to achieve in life. And so can anybody else is my point. I, yeah, I love that. So um, how important is it then when you have accountability groups, okay, how important is it that you know what you want? Like, I think when you, you can, an accountability partner doesn't really help if you don't really know what you're working for, right? So, so one thing that my question is to you, like, how do people figure out um, what it is that is their calling? We were talking a little bit about, I don't know if we were, if this was <coughs> while we were recording or not, but we were talking about people having a calling, you know, mm -hmm. and I, and periodically I talk about this a little bit on my podcast where I'll be successful at something and then something else starts calling me. And it's usually in the vein of what I'm doing, but it's something more, it's something more. And I, I generally have to follow that calling regardless, because if I don't, I know that I will eventually. So if I'm either going to have to do it now or not. And so how important is it that you know that and do you think people when they feel that calling and martin you and dr goodman both can answer this when you feel a calling what what does that feel like to you for me it's just a calling to like okay i'm an interior designer right now i have a calling to either sort of focus a little bit more on feng shui or focus a little bit more on lighting design because i love both of those areas but i'm having a calling to one of those where I kind of get a little bit more specialized. Do you guys have that as well? Martin? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, in, in, in any of this, in, one of the things that I can, I can say in my own, because even with Dr. Goodman, when we first met, and it's even in the book was kind of inspired, it was, I was inspired a lot by Joseph Campbell. And one of the things was follow your bliss, right? And, and, and everything will follow it, fall into place. And, you know, and when I first started coaching with Larry, he's like, follow your bliss, but don't quit your day job, you know? Yeah. And uh, that was the thing. So I, I was going into all of these callings with, with all this like 
you know, the net's going to magically appear and everything's going to, you know, all these quotes come to mind that inspire you to stay on the positive. Yet I didn't have any structure. I didn't have like, I wasn't putting any like financial, the, the financial literacy into that I needed to, I didn't have like a, a you know, a, a, a one month, a two week, you know, a six day plan, you know, I'm not even talking about five year or the, or the 10 year plan. I wasn't even structured in the beginning. So it's like, I, I had to learn the part within, because all of us can follow these dreams and they are, they are attainable, but they're going to come in with a lot, a lot of work and a lot of lessons and a lot of failures. So I think the main thing is that I, the structure that he came into Larry gave to myself and coached me through is that understanding. All right, let me narrow this down. Like he'll have a, tell you probably a formula of one of like, write down the five best traits and write down the five negative traits of both those decisions you want on the interior design. And you'll start seeing a pattern that will show you which way to go. So yeah, I structured myself in this narrowed down to this is what I need to do. And this is where I need to stay. And then, then all those other passion projects were on the side, but I had to focus on the, in this economic model, I had to focus on the certain things. So that's where, that's where I am with that. So the thing about a calling is also, I find if you pay attention, you'll get feedback from the universe based on what shows up. And it's, you know, I would simplify it and say, how do you know if it's a calling versus a delusion? Okay. Well, you know, it, it, if you look around for a while, what shows up will validate the calling or give you the clarity that, well, maybe this is not the time for that one. Yeah. Well, there's a phenomena that happens and I'm sure we've all experienced it to one extent or another. Um, you read a book about a subject or uh, let, let, let's use one more obvious. You just get a car. When whatever kind of car it is, when you then start to go for a ride through your neighborhood, that's all you notice is that kind of car over and over and over again. Yeah, or or you, you just painted your house a certain color and you're riding through your neighborhood and through your town and you never noticed before how many houses there were that were painted just that color. I think that that's a lot of from the universe that we're, for want of a better way to put it, we're on the right track. The universe is saying something to the effect of at a boy or at a girl, yep, keep going in that direction because here's the feedback to let you know that this isn't a delusion. Right, right. Okay, so then if you're, if we're t speaking to someone out there and they're on a track right now and they want something very different. So like Martin, you said, Dr. Goodman said, don't change, don't, don't quit your day job, right? Right out of the gate, right? So, um, so how would you venture into that? Let's, I mean, would you just say it's a process? Um, is it something that someone would go, well, I can do that at night. Maybe I don't need to quit my day job, but maybe I can focus on it at night or on, at, during the, the weekend. Um, you know, because not every time is it good to just jump ship, right? <laughs> I mean, it reminds me of the metaphor of like, you know, it's a metaphor, of course, of how do you eat a whole a whole elephant, you know, one bite at a time, you know, so one of the things that is putting them into increments and in, in, in my life, you know, I, 
a lot of times you read certain things, but what works for me is I like using a, you know, a pad showing my, my to-do list. You know, I have like, like every day I do a new page of a to-do list and like that helps me because I have, and I have two different pads, one for Dr. Goodman and one for my other company that I have. And that structure is me down and that works for me. And then every day I'd start a new one. It's just kind of a thing. So I'm just showing you like an elementary part of what, how I structure myself. And then I'm like, all right, Hey Larry, we have X, Y, Z, we have this meeting, we have that. And then, and I have to finish this click funneled by today. And then we, so we, we, we increment these things out and it's the only way, like before I was very like, it would all get done. And then, you know, nothing gets done at the end. So this has helped me. I found, I found the structure that works for me and then I found people accountable. And that's what, that's what I've been doing with my life. And it's, I think every great idea, every great successful implementation started out as a side hustle. Yeah. You know, I remember, I remember before Martin and I crossed paths, my business existed really on a whim. What I mean is I didn't have a website. I had a phone number, but I didn't have a phone listing. I didn't have a, so when people found me, it was literally by the face. Right. And shortly before Martin crossed my path, I was working with a client who happened to be a web designer. And he said to me after working with him for a while, he said, you know, what you do is too important to be kept a secret. <laughs> and, and I remember thinking at that point, I don't even know how I would go about crafting what it would take to promote what it was I was promoting. And the next thing you knew within days, and this is back to what we were talking about earlier, who showed up was Martin. And as we started to talk about how I could help him, then we came up with a solution for how he could help me. And from that, all of this was born. And so I'm a real believer and I continue to be that if you stay true to your values and if you pay attention to what's going on, life and the universe will give you all the feedback you can need if you pay attention and you're willing to act on the feedback that you get. And I think sometimes that's the thing that happens for people is either they're not willing to do the work or they're not paying attention. That's a, such a valid point because I think we have a society right now that, um, you know, they want so much because they're seeing it on social media, right? So that, but that's all they do is, you know, is spend so much time. And I fall into that sometimes. Like I, I have an idea like, oh, I've got, I'm going to do this, this, and this for the day. Martin, I'm a list girl. I love to have my list. So I do the same thing. It's the most satisfying thing in the world to check that off. Yeah. Right. But sometimes, you know, if I go down the path, I'll, I'll check my email and there's an email that pops up and it sends me down a rabbit hole of something else, you know? So how do we avoid that? You know, that's, that's where I think we need, we can really help people is you've got, how do we get our brains to stop being so addicted to distraction? So the coach in me says, 
as a fan in the nutritional domain of intermittent fasting, I've become a real advocate for intermittent social media fasting. Okay. Every week or so, you take a day and just turn it off and give your neurology a chance to reset. Because rest assured, the people that designed these machines and the people that designed the apps that go on these machines designed them to be addictive. Yes. And if you don't take a stand for yourself and give your neurology a chance to reset, of course you're gonna get caught up in it. It's consumption by, it's consumption stimulation by design and by intention. So of course you're going to. So I, I don't know, Martin, or, you know, I don't know, Dr. Goodman, if you feel this way uh, too, but sometimes like I feel, and I've, I've said this to my husband before and I don't, we don't watch TV. Like we don't, we just don't watch TV. We didn't when we met, we've been together for 15 years and we still don't. Like if we're going to watch something, it'll be a movie, you know? Yeah. So we have, you know, we have internet TV, but we do not have cable. We do not have watch the news or anything like that. But, um, Sometimes with social media, whether it's Twitter or Instagram, I can I feel like a drug addict, you know, yeah. and, and it's not like, I mean, and, and I think a lot of people feel that way, but you know, it's sort of like, how do you, I want to stop, but I can't, you know? You should pardon the expression. There are 12 step programs for that. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, are there for social media? Uh, I don't know about social media, but for, for internet, yes. Okay. For, for computer, yes. For, uh, I don't know about for Netflix, but there ought to be. Well, it's, you know, Martin, go ahead. I was just going to say that, you know, there's, it's, it's funny because I was reading something and it's like tech creates a solution and then it creates another problem within the tech itself. So the example was like, you want to get off your phone and be more zen so to get off it they had created a uh, uh what do you call it a meditation app 20 minutes only but you're still on the app you know what i mean so it's like they're keeping you in a loop of all right we're going to take you off it but here's a solution within the still of the phone that you can't put down so what we do also is this it comes down i think to rituals too so even like in the morning my whole point with like when i was explaining like in my morning ritual i, I first i don't touch my phone i do meditation for 20 minutes i try to keep it in an hour and then the whole thing is that 20 minute walk that I do like from here to the beach, I live across the street from the beach. That is so I don't touch my phone still. So that's already almost like 30 minutes of not touching my phone. And then when I get to the, to the thing, there's the sun is rising. And so I'll start, I'll take out my phone there and just take pictures or do like an Instagram story, but I won't see what anybody's putting. It's just to capture that moment. Then I listen to my audiobook. but that whole thing is like, it's strict on it. And then when it comes down to the gym or, or working out, we leave our phones home. Or even when I used to do CrossFit or all this, my joy was leaving the phone there and not touching it for that hour or, or whatever. For that. Like I left that in my bag. We leave our phones at home when we work out now. And it's just ritual. Dinner, dinner, we don't touch our phones. We put that away. We have to engage and talk, you know? So that's the other thing. And we, we do the same thing. We only watch Netflix, a movie, 
and we have and we choose wisely what we watch on when we watch that because it's all like shooting up movies and stuff and we're yep. trying to keep our minds sharp and that stuff so we only do that as well we don't watch tv don't do any of those things so again but it came down to a ritual of like all right we're not going to touch our phones we're not going to do a certain points you know okay because you know sometimes you'll go to the bathroom and i pick up my phone you know or you know my girlfriend go to that and it's just like that's the awareness that i have to stop all right martin put the phone enjoy you know because it's something that you know simon senek talks about he goes he goes to dinner without his phone and, you go, and then you're like if somebody asks him what do you do he goes you just enjoy the moment. You look around, you start seeing other people on their phones, you start seeing the waiter do this, you start seeing life interacting and we, we forgot. We're so engaged in what's in there that life is happening around us. And I don't know, I always thought that was a, a interesting thing, so. You know, it's so interesting to me to hear, you know, when you when you talk to someone, you're like, I, I feel I feel seen, I feel heard, you know, because yeah. when I, when, my husband and I, we try to focus on, you know, having conversation and having it when we're together, we try not to look at our phones, right? Because he's the most important person because he's in front of me and he's the most important person in my life. But if he's in front of me more so, right. And, and if he walks out of the room, my instant thought is to grab my phone and, and I don't even have any clue. Now, Martin, let me ask you something. Um, when you, when you're um, at the restaurant or when you are taking the sunset sunset pictures or the sunrise pictures, do you ever see a post and it's like, oh crap, I got to look at that or, you know. Yeah, I'll see, I'll see, I'll see two private messages and I'm like, oh, like you can look at it. Like if not, you're going to go into, I'll see the two up there. I'm like, should I look at it? Then I'll go engage. So I, yeah, it's discipline. Like I just, that, this is just for this moment. It's to get off the phone and I have like a whole hour of not touching it, but it's that, it's the awareness of it. So another thing too, the generation X, you know, our, my generation is my age. I was born in 77, but we gradually went into it. All of us and Larry included in all this is that, you know, we started from nothing to the beeper, to the cell phone, to the, you know, like we, Raji went into it. So many people are born into the iPhone technology or that smartphone and they just, it's even worse, you know, for them. So that's another thing we're aware. We understood like the cycles of it, but we're just as addicted. So I don't, there's no, it's just awareness of disciplines to me. You know, what, what is your thought there? So the, op the optimist in me wants to say and to urge people this, as what we were speaking about before people are returning to normal, whatever that is, after they've gotten their vaccination, I would just say and like to encourage people that however you were living before, if it wasn't healthy and it wasn't sustainable and it wasn't satisfying to you, no one says that you have to go back to what you were doing before you could actually take the awareness of the things that you've learned during this period of time and really build the life you'd love to have, to really build what I speak about in my coaching and teaching, you could really build your goodest life. Right. And I, I really encourage people to do that. Yes. You know, take the awareness that you got during the time that everything was suspended. And don't go back to what was you were doing before. If it, if it didn't work for you, make what comes now even 
better than it was before. Yes, I love that. You know, because most people do talk about going back to normal and and I don't, I, I just, I don't like any of it. I don't like the idea of saying, oh, we're going back to normal or this is the new norm drives me nuts. Like that, that saying drives me crazy. <laughs> this is not, I would never consider this to be my new norm. Um, I'm too much of a people person. I, um, I, I want to hug people, right? I, I keep seeing these articles about we should never hug. We should never touch, you know, shake yeah. hands, no kisses on the cheek. And I'm just like, that is not okay for me. Right. So, um, I agree with you. I think that we should move forward in a way that we've learned. Um, you said something earlier about taking, making sure when we talk about building your own, I think some of the things we learned about, um, for, for instance, our health, is that we now have some sort of a home gym, right? So I, if you don't, if they shut down gyms ever again, I'm not going to be stuck like I was before, right? So you have these things that you've got set up, but you can go back to the gym if you want. And then you have the option of, if you only have a 20 minute time span to work out, now you, you have your home gym, you can go do that. So there are lots of things that have gotten better over COVID and, you know, I think, um, I love the fact that you guys have accountability. In fact, Dr. Goodman is kind of, you know, working with me. He like, he's holding me accountable a little bit too. So. Yes, yes, yes. So I love that. Well, Larry can tell you something about, and we wrote about it in the book. What's normal there? Normal is setting on the washing machine. What's the normal? That's all it is. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? <laughs> normal is just a setting on your washing machine. Oh, got it. Okay. It's just a setting. That's the only place you'll find normal, you know, normal wash. That's, That's the true. Only place. That's true. There is no new normal. Like the normal is everyone's such a different equation and you have to know that, you know, what's the normal is totally not normal for somebody else. You know? I, I like that, you know, because we don't, there's a whole lot of talk about, and I've been, I've been talking about on my Monday episodes, you know, everybody's so different and, we all have to realize that what other, what everybody else is doing doesn't matter to you. You know, it shouldn't matter. You know, if somebody else doesn't want to get the vaccine, it shouldn't matter to you. If uh, somebody else isn't going to wear your mask and you want to wear your mask and a mask on top of it, shouldn't matter to me. You know, I, what does it matter? Um, and I think that has, has really become to the forefront recently because everybody's so concerned with what other people are doing and how it's affecting them. And when it really doesn't, you know, it doesn't affect you. I don't think it does. Now you can prove me wrong on that, but. What I would just say is the phenomena is called neuromodulation. Okay. That is your ability. You have more control over how you react and the degree to which you react than you think you do, almost going full circle to what we were talking about at the beginning of today, that if you exercise the control over yourself, and if you believe that you can exercise the control over yourself, self-control is another muscle. If you exercise it and modulate yourself, then you get better at it. Got it. If you think that you can't, and then you don't, 
Well, then don't be surprised that you're not able to successfully do it. Yeah. I like that self-control is a muscle, you know, we, because it is true. The more you exercise, the more you want to exercise, right? You know, yep. Martin, how many times, Martin, how many times a week do you work out? You said you work out. Yeah, we do about, about five to six yeah, times yeah. a week. Yeah. Yep. So for me, but that's just, it's, yeah, and I'm just saying part of the ritual, like even when this whole COVID started, our whole thing was like, keep at our workouts, keep eating the same foods that we're eating, keep waking up at the same, keep our ritual strong because this is the only way we're going to get through this without being easily influenced by all those things you said about put the mask on, put the mask up. Just stick to the plan of what we've always been doing, you know, because it's it's the only way to get through. And that's the mindset. You have to have that that mindset to, to keep going or else the life takes you over. You know, there's so much outside things coming at you negative and mostly negative. So you have to have that strong mindset to be able to go work out, to be able to choose the right foods, to be able to put things, the right things in your mind. When you picked as simple as one movie on Netflix, even if you don't have TV you gotta, and, and social media is just as bad. If you go to all those things, I have to stop myself too. I'm like, I, you know, I don't watch TV, but then I'm on social media and all the news that's on there infiltrates my mind there. So like, where, who's the hypocrite here? So that's, I hypocrite myself. I'm saying from my experience. So it's, 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 it's a disciplined thing that that's when I put the phone down. I'm like, right, focus, get back to your list, get back to your things and get things done. I, so I, go full circle. Yep. That's the whole point of having an accountability group, having an accountability person is the level of performance that you will hold yourself to is always higher and always greater when you know that you are going to be held to account. Yes. And I have personally found both in myself and in my clients. And you'll see as we start to do our little circle that it improves the quality of the outcome of your life. And it's worth it. It's so true. And you know, what you're saying and what Martin said is having the habit first out, like Martin had, had you and I and Dr. Goodman not had the good, the good habits that we had going into COVID of working out and eating well, we wouldn't have picked them up more than likely during COVID, right? They were, because we struggled. My husband and I work out six times a week too, and we eat healthy, um, but we struggled because the gym, they, every single where you looked, it's like, man, they didn't even want you outside, you know? And you're like, what in the world am I supposed to be doing here? You know, so you have to have those good habits before something happens, you know, that way when something does happen and it will, you have, you know, excellent habits. So I love the accountability factor for that. I love that you guys have that with each other. Um, I love that we're, you know, we're starting to kind of hold each other accountable, Dr. Gooden. And I think that everyone listening, you know, to have an accountability partner of some sort. And if you don't have one, you know, maybe get in touch with um, Dr. Goodman. Um, you know, maybe it's something you pick up your book, you know, so talk about that. Just a, just a quick little um, message about your book. Martin, you talked about, you wrote that um, Fridays with Goodman because of your experience with Dr. Goodman. Yeah, I mean, just a short synopsis, pretty much I, you know, he used to coach me Friday at 9 a.m. every morning, 
And I picked that on purpose so that I can, you know, start off my Fridays early and not go out during my party times when I first met with Goodman. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it went from there. And then one of the things in his coaching and my life was just gradually changing incrementally. And uh, one of those things I went to a bookstore, called up Larry and told him like, Hey, we have, I have our next book, you know, and I, I saw a cover called Tuesdays with Murray. And I was like, we're, you know, I know, and, and we're, we're Fridays with Goodman. And he's like, what? And then from there, he just sparked out there. And it was like, and, it was. And the point of that for anybody listening is I had made an affirmation for myself many years before that I was a writer. I'd written articles and things, but I'd never written a book. And so the morning Martin called me from the bookstore it was a manifestation for me that, you know what? If you say it and make it an affirmation long enough and stay focused on it, you can manifest anything. So that even I could co-write a book if I just kept my eye on the prize. Right. Yeah. So you can, anything. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. I mean, at the end, sorry. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just saying this. And it was like a testimonial at the end of the day. Like all these things that we're talking about and these things with accountability and all these things. I, I had all these same questions. I had all these like, sub, I had all these past, like, I guess traumas and stuff like that. But all these things that I had, I didn't confront in order for me to understand what I needed to be accountable for. You know what I mean? So, and you'll see in the book, that whole journey of it. And if you want to see Fridays with Goodman, but I'm just saying that was the gist of it. And I was able to write kind of a testimonial of what changed my life and what brought us together. And, and, and it's in essence, Fridays with Goodman is a whole thing on accountability. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's so good. Um, so uh, what we'll do is Dr. Goodman, everyone already kind of has your information because you've been on before, but yes. I'm going to put it there again. So the okay. good factor and... Um, I'm going to, the Fridays with Goodman, does that book have its own um, website? Wait, we'll give it, yeah. You can get it on Amazon. It's available on Amazon and it's also on goodmanfactor.com slash book, uh, I believe. So yeah, it should be on slash book or you'll see it there on the front there on okay. goodmanfactor.com. Okay, good. Well, I love this. This has been fun. I just, I really wanted to talk about this because I've, I've thought a lot about um, this accountability and how we're we're getting kind of away from it you know well we're gonna stay on it you can yes. count on me <laughs> I, you can count on me to hold you accountable and that's the way they work and that's it's very reciprocal and i thank you for today and just for being the welcome addition to my life and to the goodman factor and um this was great thank you yes so much fun. Martin, it's been so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Heidi. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends because we're just going to keep going bigger and better places together. And I love that about us. Talk to you in a few days.